Sermon Extra. This is our live edition, and uh, we're glad you could be with us this week. If you're tuning in, uh, just drop us a, a like, a share, a comment. Uh, we are live right now, and uh, we'd love to hear from you that you are with us. And uh, so this week we are uh, back in our series called Desiring the Kingdom as we look through the books of First and Second Kings. And we were in chapter 18 and the message was a cure for your limp. And uh, as we took a look at Elijah confronting Ahab, and if you missed uh, Sunday's sermon, whitefieldschurch.com, get over there and you can download it and take a listen. Really good sermon. And then, of course, share it with your friends. And definitely, if it's on a podcast you like, share, like, spread the, spread the good word so we can bless others with this content. But here we are in chapter 18, and we see Elijah confronting Ahab. And, of course, up until this point, we've had a drought probably a good three years that Mm. and um, we we pick up with our story of Ahab he's out there with this prophet Obadiah and they're out trying to find grass for uh, the the animals to feed them you know I mean things are in dire straits at the moment and and what we kind of read into the story and what what the facts kind of present to us is that Ahab is trying to to, to uh, take care of the symptoms, but he's not dealing with the root issue uh, of what's going on here and his disobedience with the Lord. He knows what he's supposed to do. The people of, people of Israel know what they're supposed to do. But, you know, why is it that we, when we know what we're supposed to do, we don't do those things that we're supposed to do? Yeah, and that's, there's a lot of answers to that question. And we talked about some of them on Sunday, right? So sometimes it's an issue of, of pride, right? Not wanting to admit that we were wrong, not wanting to uh, have to bow the knee. But we, we said that one of the prerequisites, or perhaps the prerequisite for receiving God's grace is humbling ourselves. Another one we talked about was fear, fear of man, uh, as opposed to fear of God. You know, you could say that when you are controlled by the fear of man, it's because there's a lack of the fear of God in your life, the necessary fear of God. Um, we talked about ways that we rationalize. But one of the ways that we didn't talk about, which I, I really think is important, and which I had, uh, if I had more time, I would have talked about it on Sunday, but that's what this is for, right? So uh, is this issue of what you love, you know, and loving things that we do what we love. And, um, you know, over the past couple of years, I've uh, really gleaned a lot from a uh, author uh, who very much gleans from Augustine and uh, the church father. And his name, this author's name is James K.A. Smith. And so if any of our listeners or watchers are looking for a good reading, check out James K.A. Smith. And he has a really good uh, book, which kind of summarizes a lot of these ideas. And like I said, they're taken straight from Augustine. Of course, Augustine is taking these things from the Bible. And the idea is, the title of the book sums it up well. It says, you are what you love. And uh, one of the things that Augustine always said is that what defines a person more than anything is what they love. Therefore, the way to change a person isn't necessarily just by giving them the right things to believe, but by helping them to not only believe those things, but to truly love those things and desire those things. And that's a big part of our title for this series is desiring the kingdom. It's not just knowing that the kingdom exists. It's not just uh, knowing that it's good and true. It's actually desiring it in your heart really matters. And uh, I, was, I was telling you this uh, just a few minutes before we started recording that um, somebody I know who was uh, a leader, a Christian leader, um, has 
kind of walked away from the Lord and walked away from his family and walked away from the church that he was leading. And, um, you know, you might say, well, you know, how do we, how do we, how could somebody know and believe those things and experience those things and then walk away? And I don't believe, like in his case, and I think in many cases, I don't believe it's that this person no longer believes those things are true. See, I think that's the issue here. So sometimes we can know and believe the right things, but we can so want and desire other things that we'll pursue them even though we know that they're wrong. So it becomes an issue of loving things, right? So we can love wrong things. So Augustine describes sin as disordered love. It's not necessarily a matter of theoretical beliefs, right? Like you can believe all the things about Jesus are true, um, and yet you can so desire something else that you pursue it in a way that destroys you. And what's interesting is that like what Ahab and the people of Israel are desiring, it's not a bad thing. They want rain. Why? So they cannot be poor. And are, is that bad? No, there's nothing wrong with wanting rain. It's that sometimes, and this is the essence of sin, is that when we, when we try to get good things apart from God, in, in shortcutting the path, so to say, right? Um, that's when we get into sin. So, I mean, you could take any sin that you want. You know, you could think about, uh, say, drug addiction. It's kind of like an extreme example, right? So what a person seeking uh, drug, you know, going into drug addiction, they're seeking something good, which is uh, perhaps a relief from the pain of this world or, or something else, right? But they're seeking that thing, which ultimately they would have in Jesus. They're seeking it apart from the Lord and apart from his way, and they're trying to shortcut the path. And I think that that's uh, sometimes the reason why we persist in doing things, even though we know ourselves that they're not correct, uh, or even that they're sinful, or even that they're going to destroy our soul. Why would we do that? You don't just wake up on a Tuesday and say, I think I'll you know, ruin my kid's life and destroy my soul. No, what happens is that you walk into that because there's something you want, there's something you love, and rather than seeking it in God's way, maybe you say God's way seems too hard or too precarious because what if God chooses not to give me what I want? Well, I'll get what I want my way. I'll shortcut the path. I think that's, that's a huge part of this is it's, it comes down to what are you loving? And of course, God calls us to love God and love our neighbor. Now you might say, how do I become a person who loves those things? Like, how do I, do I just tell myself, Hey, Nick, you should love Jesus and love your neighbor. Is that it? No, no, no. It tells us in the Bible, like in Romans five, God has poured out his love in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Right? So we love because he first loved us in 1 John. And uh, Hebrews 12, verse 3, Consider him who endured suffering at the hands of sinners so that you may not grow, uh, grow weary. Right? And so it's the idea there that we gain this love because it's been given to us. We've experienced love. And when we're starting to love ourselves or, or other things that drive us away from the Lord and his ways, we need to come back to that love of God. Yeah, and I, I think, wasn't it, wasn't it a phrase attributed to Augustine as well? It's just love God and do what you want. I'm not sure who said it, but yes. it's. Uh, I mean, it's one of those yeah. kind of like, once you actually sit down and think about the phrase, love God and do whatever you want, 
you know you have to truly understand what it means to love God and and once you understand that then it kind of changes your whole perspective and your whole outlook and and you end up doing those things that the Lord has called you but yeah as mm-hmm. you said desire you know desire the kingdom first you know seek first his kingdom and these things will be added unto you you know and and you know as individuals we I think we work for those things that we love people say I don't have time for this or I don't have time mm. for that but when we you know, when we actually take time to look at our lives, we do put time into the things that we really love to do, you know, and we, we give time, we give priority to those kind of things, you know, and I think that's something that we have to sometimes when we look at our own Christian lives and we say, am I giving time to the things of the Lord? Why, why, am, I, why am I feeling this way? Why do I feel like I'm, you know, failing at my Christian life and all those kinds of things? And sometimes we just have to take a step back and saying, well, am I putting time into loving the Lord, you know? Am I putting time into the spiritual disciplines, you know, mm. as Paul would give us, you know? And, you know, and Paul, of course, he, you know, as I, we began this thing, why do we not want to do those things? Well, Paul, we struggle with those things, you mm-hmm. know, Romans chapter 7. Why do I do the things I don't want to do? And those things that, you know, I do want to do, I can't. You know, we have that struggle as we struggle with sin and we struggle with the old man and things like that. But, you know, of course, we have our Savior, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit that walks alongside us to help us in those things, you know, so. Well, and the other part is this, that um, a big part of what Augustine talked about was that we can train ourselves to love things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the way that we train ourselves to love things is how we invest our time. So as you're saying, exactly, spiritual disciplines, as we do those things, we're training ourselves to love things. And, you know, um, you could think about how different parts of society, they train our hearts to desire certain things, right? That's what, kind of what marketing is mm-hmm. about. Um, but on the good hand, you know, we have ancient traditions going back thousands of years that show us how to train our hearts, right? This is why we take communion every Sunday, because we want to train our hearts to reflect on and to appreciate the gospel. You know, this is why we, we worship, because we value that time of praising God and we're training our hearts to desire him. And, you know, so people can say, oh, you know, I don't want to, you know, oh, church, you know, I don't want to be legalistic about it. But no, no, no. It's not about being legalistic at all. It's about investing our time and our energy and our focus in a way that trains our hearts to love the things which we know in theory that we ought to love, that we want to love in theory. And I think that you can, as you were saying, you know, you can look at, look at your budget, look at the way you spend your time and ask yourself, what do these things say about what I truly love and pursue in my life? And if it doesn't line up, you know, it's not to make you feel bad. It's to, it's to do inventory and say, okay, where, where's something missing? And, and does it line up? And if it does, cool, keep doing it. But if it doesn't, then you say, okay, it's a, this is telling me that I need to correct course. Yeah, no, it's very, I, yeah, I think it's a very important, very important point. And I think it's also important for us to realize just as a people that there are things fighting. You know, as you mm. said, there's a world that is marketing to us nonstop on Facebook and on YouTube and on all these, you know, everywhere as big billboards as you drive by someplace there. There are other things fighting for our priorities, and I, this is one of those things we have to fight for. And sometimes we need to step back and say, where are my priorities? And I think it's just an internal question. It's something we're going to struggle with. What do we love? What do we prioritize in our lives? And, you know, be giving time to that, you know, and the more we do it, you know, I think it does become easier. But it's something we have to be intentional, mm-hmm. intentional about. So if you missed our... Uh, our sermon on on Sunday. Get over there, whitefieldschurch.com, and all of the sermons are up there. Uh, if you you know maybe 
been a bit behind here in our series, Desiring the Kingdom. And please subscribe 